from WJFF Radio Catskill, this is Close to Home, the podcast that explores the people, issues, and institutions in the Catskill Mountains, the heart of small-town America. I'm your host, Leif Johansson. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Growing up in the Catskills, one of my favorite outdoor activities, and there are many good ones to choose from, was doing hikes up to the local fire towers. They always felt like such a fun reward when I got to the top of a mountain, offering incredible views of the surrounding area. If you've never done a fire tower hike, or seen a fire tower for that matter, they are these big metal structures with staircases inside that take you up to a lookout point on top, above the surrounding tree line. There are five of them here in the Catskills, and lots more up in the Adirondacks, and they annually draw thousands of locals and visitors alike. So I thought we'd do a short episode to get the scoop on why these structures exist, how they got to the top of these peaks deep inside the Catskill Park, and who is taking care of them today. To help tell this story, I sat down with Olivia Bernard. I work uh, for the Catskill Center for Conservation and Development, um, which is a nonprofit based in Arkville, New York. Um, and I work out of the Catskills Visitor Center office. So I work here in Mount Tremper um, at the Catskills Visitor Center, talking to people about things to do in the area. Um, I also help to oversee the Catskill Fire Tower Project, um, which is a volunteer um, program that the Catskill Center has run since the early 1990s um, to uh, restore, maintain, and also to um, interpret the Catskill Fire Towers for visitors. For those who aren't familiar, could you just give us a little bit of background on what the Catskill Center is? Sure. Catskill Center for Conservation Development um, has been around just over 50 years. Um, it's an organization that's committed to uh, both environmental conservation in the Catskills as well as economic development. Um, and sometimes those two things seem like they maybe are in contradiction with each other, but they do really work in harmony with the stewardship programs that we have at the Catskill Center and with the the bolstering of local businesses that we do and uh, of tourism. And we, we try to do all of that in the most environmentally conscious way, which is um, why our stewardship program stays so strong, just because it's so important to balance tourism and recreation with the conservation piece. Stewardship is one of the, the kind of the elements of what the Catskill Center does. Um, the visitor center is another element. And then Promoting local artists uh, is a part of it. We have an artist in residence program. It's got a few different branches. Getting to a topic that I've heard you're interested in, what are the fire towers in the Catskills and, and why do they exist? Yeah, that's a great question. The Catskills fire towers, there are only uh, five of them remaining in the Catskills that were originally used for forest fire surveillance. Uh, six, if you count Utsiantha, Mount Utsiantha, but it's technically right outside of the Catskill Park. Um, so the uh, the five that remain, um, they were used uh, by forest fire observers. So they were hired by New York State 
from a kind of the turn of the century, early 1900s um, through like around the late 1980s, 19, like early 1990s. Their work was basically to sit in the forest, in the forest fire tower and uh, survey for forest fires, particularly with like railroad industries. Uh, forest fires were really common around the, the beginning of the 1900s. So that was one of the main causes that they saw for forest fires. It started as kind of a primitive program. Some of the the first fire towers were actually wooden. And then a little bit later on, around the 1910s, um, the state came in and a lot of them were replaced with um, steel fire towers. And uh, also observers cabins were built on the summits of the mountains to make it kind of a, a more doable job for the forest fire observers who were up there for several months out of the year. They had um, telephone lines as well that um, that went up the mountains uh, to the towers. And so if uh, an observer noticed a forest fire, they would call down to the local towns um, to let them know that they had seen a fire. They played a very important role. Uh, they really um, were pivotal at that time in, in ensuring that, that fires were, were spotted early and that they didn't turn into really severe problems in the forest. So um, we owe a lot of what we treasure about the Catskills today um, from those observers. You mentioned that there were five fire towers remaining on mountaintops around the Catskills. How many were there originally? So there were originally 69 towers on the peaks of Catskills and uh, 69. Holy cow. Adirondack mountains. Yeah. And oh, in the Catskills and the Adirondacks. Yeah. Sorry. Including. Gotcha. Okay. And then um, uh, today only 25 remain in the Adirondacks and five in the Catskills. Uh, So 69 to 25 and five. And you also mentioned that there were cabins that were built on top of the the mountains by the fire towers so people could more easily stay up there. Mm-hmm. Would there be observers, like single observers, actually staying up on top of the mountain for just months on end? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, that was that was their, their job. Uh, it's interesting. A lot of writers, I think, are attracted to that line of work. Um, like Edward Abbey, for example, he, he worked on a fire tower for a season out west, I want to say in Utah, because that was where he did most of his writing. Mm. But yeah, they literally would stay out there from, you know, April through like October or so. um, And they would survey. I mean, of course, they would, uh, you know, they would go back to towns. Um, Oftentimes they had vehicles with them because there are a lot of service roads that can take you to some of the fire towers. And uh, sometimes they brought family with them, Um, like a couple of our volunteers who work for Catskill Center and the fire tower project, they have memories of going up to the towers with their dad and surveying and, uh, and helping to maintain the towers. So it's not a job for everybody, I would say, but I think some people get attracted to that line of work. Yeah, I could imagine it really being kind of a dream come true for a certain type of person. So when were fire towers practically used until I'm assuming pretty much all the fire towers, at least in the United States that are still standing are for tourism purposes, really. So people can climb up and get a good view and whatnot. But here in the Catskills, when did they finally shut down their original purpose and what led to that? Yeah. Hunter fire tower, for example, um, 
was closed in 1989. And it was kind of around that time that a lot of the other towers were closing as well by the DEC, by the New York State Department of Environmental Conservation. I think one of the reasons why the towers were sort of decommissioned was because there were other means to monitor for fires at that point. So uh, things like aerial um, surveillance, um, people reporting things from the grounds was um, more common, maybe more rangers, uh, more, more hikers, more modern forms of communication, and just more widespread communication in general, I think, really contributed to the towers not being used. Uh, I mean, that said, towers are still used in other parts of the country where there are still really, really high risks with forest fires and drought, but uh, it's not quite as common for sure. When the fire towers were initially being built, how were all of those materials transported up the mountains? I mean, today I imagine a lot of the trails are doable enough that some sort of kind of four by four vehicle could make it up some of these mountains. But I I imagine many, many decades ago when these were first being built, this was not quite so simple. Horse and carriage was definitely a common way for, for early, early materials to get brought later after the towers were already built. That was when, you know, the, the trucks were able to go up, vehicles were able to go up. And you're right. I mean, even to this day, some of the trails are too rugged to bring even four by fours up like Tremper Mountain is is a huge challenge for bringing materials. So is the Catskill Center exclusively responsible for maintaining our five remaining Catskills fire towers? No, um, we work in partnership with the DEC uh, to maintain ours. Our, our volunteers do a lot, for sure. It's, it's incredible uh, what some of them contribute to this day to those fire towers, but it's, it's definitely a partnership. So we, we do our best to stay in touch with not just the, the rangers of the different regions in the Catskill Park, but also with the foresters who are really pivotal in helping us either have volunteer projects on days or, or going out themselves and, and you know, spending a week on the fire towers. DEC Region 3, they recently um, replaced all the steps and landings on Balsam Lake Fire Tower. We have volunteers on Red Hill Fire Tower who do a lot of maintenance, um, like replacing roof shingles, replacing steps and landings, uh, making sure that there aren't mice in the observer's cabin. So most of the volunteers involved with the fire towers today are there for interpreting purposes and just for upkeep and, and unlocking the top part of the fire tower for folks to go up into? Yeah, they do a lot of reporting both to Catskill Center and to the DEC about um, visitor numbers. If things are you know, becoming an, an issue, whether it's down trees or something that needs to be replaced, they're kind of the eyes and boots on the ground uh, to report those sorts of things. And and to, to go up into the top cabs with, with visitors and say, yeah, that over there is uh, this mountain. Or, you know, they talk about the history of the fire towers. They talk about a great restaurant to go to after you get down off of Red Hill Fire Tower, you know, going to Gramsville or going to Claryville and, and eat here. So they're uh, Jack and Jill of all trades. <laughs> <laughs> and are the visitor numbers at the fire towers still pretty strong? Yeah, Absolutely. In fact, so it wasn't 
last year because of COVID, but the year before in 2019, the DEC uh, put together something called the Fire Tower Challenge. And our volunteers were seeing more hiker numbers than they'd seen in previous years. And actually the year after with, with COVID, they saw really high numbers as well. Um, a lot of people went into hiking, maybe who were rediscovering it or were discovering it for the first time with the pandemic. Um, and at Catskill Center, we have a, a paid steward as well who opens up the fire towers, two of the fire towers on weekdays um, this season. And uh, on Overlook, he it's, it's very common that he'll see over 100 people summoning Overlook um, on like a, a Tuesday or a Wednesday. That tends to be one of the, the most trafficked fire towers of the Catskills overlook. Some of the more remote ones are, they see lower visitor numbers, but they've definitely seen kind of that trend upwards in the last few years. Well, Olivia, thank you so much for your time. Is there anything else that you want to add that, that is of interest about the fire towers? I would just say if, uh, if you've never been on a fire tower before, it's really a rich experience. You get to see where you live in a whole new perspective. That was one of the first hikes I ever did was up a fire tower and I just was in total awe and that awe just doesn't go away. So, you know, I would definitely recommend uh, climbing a fire tower. We have one here at the visitor center. If uh, People don't want to do like too strenuous a hike. We have one just a short walk from the parking area. That's a great climb. Uh, not one of the historic ones from the Catskills, but still, uh, still worth visiting. a fire tower at the Catskills Visitors Center, but if you're able to hike up a hill, there is simply no substitution for getting the breathtaking mountaintop views from the original Catskills and Adirondacks fire towers. So what are you waiting for? Turn off this podcast and go take a hike. Come on, get going. I'll wait. Thank you so much to Olivia Bernard from the Catskill Center for joining us on the program today. And as always, thank you for listening. I'm Leif Johansson, and this is Close to Home, a production of WJFF Radio Catskill. Have a great week. Music